100, a psalm for giving thanks. Make a joyful noise to the Lord all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him, bless his name, for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. Psalm 100, the ESV version. Welcome back to my podcast, From Heaven to Eternity. I'm Brian, and I'm fighting a bit of a migraine tonight, so this episode will probably be a short one. We have been walking chapter by chapter through the book of Matthew, but today we're going to set that study aside, and we're going to focus on Psalm 100, a psalm of praise and worship and thanksgiving to God for who he is. I like to break this psalm into four sections, the what's, the who's, the how's, and the why's. We'll dive into each section further, but at a high level, verses 1 and 2 cover the what's, what we should do. We should worship the Lord, serve the Lord, and come into his presence. Verse 3 covers the who's, who God is, contrasted against who we are. He is God and he made us. We are his, his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Verse 4 covers the hows. Because of who we are and who God is, this verse covers how we should serve, worship, and come into his presence. We should serve God with thanksgiving. We should worship the Lord with praise, and we should bless his holy name. Verse 5 covers the whys. Why should we ever consider the calls of this psalm? The whys are based 100% in the nature and character of God. God is good. God's steadfast love endures forever, and God is faithful to all generations. I'm going to walk through each section and provide a bunch of supporting scripture for each. I pray that this psalm will focus our attention toward God and allow us to sink further into worship and reverence and love for him. Make a joyful noise to the Lord all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Psalm 100 verses 1 and 2. I called verses 1 and 2 the what's. They address what this psalm is calling us towards. I pulled three specific calls. The first is to make a joyful noise or to worship the Lord. The concept of singing to the Lord and exuberantly worshiping him is found throughout the Old Testament. The book of Psalms were frequently sung to music. Psalm 96 calls us to sing to the Lord and bless his name and to tell of his salvation from day to day. Psalm 29.2 says, Ascribe to Yahweh the glory due to his name. Worship Yahweh in holy array. In the book of Exodus, after the Israelites are saved out of Egypt, Miriam sang to the Israelites, Sing to Yahweh, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider he has thrown into the sea. Even the prophets of Israel called for song. Isaiah cries for the Israelites to sing to the Lord in verses like Isaiah 12, 5 through 6, and Isaiah 44, verse 23. But scenes of song and worship aren't just an Old Testament reality. 
In the book of Revelation, we get a picture of worship and song and serving as the reality that will be present all throughout our future. Revelation 22, 3-5, speaking of the new Jerusalem, says there will be no more curse anymore. The throne of God and the Lamb will be in it, and his servants serve him. Followers of Jesus will be in his presence forever, singing and praising him. The second call is to serve the Lord. Deuteronomy 11 states that the Lord would bless his people in the promised land. It shall happen if you shall listen diligently to my commandments, which I command you this day, to love Yahweh your God and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. Deuteronomy 11.13, the ESV translation. In the New Testament, Romans chapter 12, verses 10 and 11 implore us that in love of the brothers, be tenderly affectionate one to another, in honor preferring one another, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. We should desire all of the work that we do be work that serves to glorify God. Thirdly, we are called to come into his presence. This call is a direct contrast to what Adam and Eve did. So in Genesis 3.8, the Bible says that Adam and Eve heard the voice of Yahweh God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of Yahweh God. We should be a people that run toward God and not attempt to hide ourselves from his presence. During the Old Testament, the call into the presence of the Lord was a call to enter the temple, which was God's dwelling place with his people. During Jesus' ministry, being in Jesus' presence was to be in the presence of God, because Jesus is God with his people. Today, God dwells in believers as the Holy Spirit is the presence of God residing in his people. And the book of Revelation speaks of a day when believers will enjoy the eternal presence of God dwelling in the new Jerusalem. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 14 says, Knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and will present us with you. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Verse 3 talks about the who's, God and his people. It contrasts who the Lord is against who we are. First and foremost, he is God. A few other verses describing Yahweh the Lord, the one true God, are Psalm 46, verse 10, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. In Revelation chapter 1, verse 8, I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. And then Jesus reiterates in Revelation 22, verse 13, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Verse 3 underlines that God made us. In the beginning, God made humanity. Genesis 1.27 says, God created man in his own image. In God's image, he created him. Male and female, he created them. But God doesn't just make generic humanity, though. God fashions each and every one of us personally. Psalm 139.13 says, For you formed my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Even further than that, though, through Christ, all believers are made new. As Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 5, 
Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So he is God, and he made us. And through Jesus, we are all made new again. So where does that leave us as Christians? Well, the psalmist says that we are his people, the sheep of his pasture. And this is a truth echoed about believers throughout the scriptures. I'll just pick a few verses. Psalm 95, verses 6 and 7. Oh, come, let's worship and bow down. Let's kneel before Yahweh, our maker, for he is our God. We are the people of his pasture and the sheep in his care. Today, oh, that you would hear his voice. John chapter 10, verses 11, then 14 and 15 say, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own. And I am known by my own. Even as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, I lay down my life for the sheep. And then lastly, Revelation 7, verses 16 and 17 say, They will never be hungry, neither thirsty anymore. Neither will the sun beat on them, nor any heat. For the Lamb who is in the midst of the throne shepherds them, and leads them to springs of waters of life. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. Psalm 100 verse 5. Because God is who God is, and because we are made by him and are the sheep of his pasture, verse 4 identifies how we should worship, serve, and praise our maker and savior. We should enter into his presence in thanksgiving. If we are always seeking out the presence of God, we should also be always giving thanks to God. We should praise God with our acts of worship and our acts of service. I find these two things, worship and service, are so much easier when I am actively praising and thanking God. They even can become one and the same thing. We should praise and thank God, but we should also seek to bless his name. Ultimately, this psalm is about the public proclamation of God's name in a way that aims to bring glory to him alone. The CSB translation of 1 Peter 1 verses 3 through 7 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that is unperishable, undefiled, and unfading kept in heaven for you. You are being guarded by God's power through faith for a salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. You rejoice in this, even though now for a short time if necessary, you should suffer grief in various trials so that the proven character of your faith, more valuable than gold which though perishable is refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though not seeing him now, you believe in him, and you rejoice with inexpressible and glorious joy, because you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. For the Lord is good 
His steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. Psalm 100, verse 5. This final verse rounds out the psalm by putting the exclamation point at the end. It overviews some character traits of God that underline why the reader should pursue the calls of the psalm. God is good. There is a popular worship song, and it has the line in it, You are a good, good father. It's who you are. God is good. That is his nature, and that will always be true. Psalm 34, 8 says, O taste and see that Yahweh is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Nahum 1, 7 says, Yahweh is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knows those who take refuge in him. God's steadfast love endures forever. God loves his people. That love will never fade or diminish, and it will not ever change. Isaiah 54.10 says, For the mountains may depart and the hills be removed, but my loving kindness shall not depart from you. Neither shall my covenant of peace be removed, says Yahweh who has mercy on you. Not only does God love his people, but he loved us first. 1 John 4.9-11 say, By this God's love was revealed in us, that God has sent his one and only Son into the world, that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us, and sent his Son as the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, if God loves us in this way, we also ought to love one another. As Christians, we can also rest that we can never again be separated from the love of God. Romans 8 verses 38 and 39 say, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. God has been faithful to all past generations and he will continue to be faithful to all current and future generations. God doesn't let his people down. He isn't capable of being unfaithful. We are the ones who tend to wander and go astray. He is the one who pursues us. God keeps his promises, and all of the promises of God find their yes in Jesus. That is why it is through him that we utter our amen. Psalm 100 underlines that there is one true God, and that his steadfast love endures forever. He is a good God, a merciful and gracious God, slow to anger and abundant in steadfast loving kindness and truth. Through him we are created in his own image, and then we are made new creations through the blood of Christ, spilled out on the cross for us. Jesus, the author of our salvation, who saves those who place their faith in him. Jesus, the true shepherd, and us, the sheep of his pasture. Because of all this, we are called throughout this psalm to rejoice and give thanks to God. We are called towards singing, exuberant worship, and joyful praise. We are called to serve God with our lives, seeking to bless and glorify his name above all others. And we are called to seek the Father's presence, let his spirit dwell in us, and lean further into Jesus as our King and our Savior. As you start your week, I want to put forward a challenge to each of us. 
make an effort to read through Psalm 100 once, once each day. There are five days of the work or school week, and there are five verses in the psalm. Read the full psalm each day, but then focus on praying through just one of its five verses. Thank you for listening. Next episode, we'll jump back into the book of Matthew. If you are not already doing so, please follow us on the From Heaven to Eternity Facebook group to keep up to date on all my latest podcasts, videos, and blog posts. Unless otherwise noted, all Bible verses were from the World English Bible Translation, which is public domain. The Psalm 100 verses themselves, they were from the English Standard Version, or the ESV Translation, which is a copyright of Crossway, a publishing ministry of Good News Publishers. Until next time, I love y'all.